Hello and welcome to the Paid Search Podcast. My name is Chris Schaefer and today I have no time for chit chat. We're going to jump right in to the show. I'm serious. We have a lot to talk about. The main topic of the week is bidding strategy comparison and I have several questions I want to go through. Let's get started. Before I do, I've always got to tell you, optio.com slash PSP. If you don't know about it, that's why I've got to tell you, because you're missing out. You're missing out on the greatest Google Ads management software, period. And today I'm going to be talking to agencies out there, people that are working within the agency industry, managing Google Ads accounts. You know, if, if you know... What's most important about keeping your clients and not losing a whole bunch of clients is that you stay on top of your 50, 100, you know, 1,000 clients that your agency has. You need a system that can help you monitor those in bulk. And Optio is designed for that purpose. It will help you stay on top of the things that you can easily miss. It's built for massive power users that are managing tons of accounts to small accounts where you're just trying to learn Google ads for your own business and just don't really know what to look at. Optio.com slash PSP is a way to get a two month free trial of the greatest Google ads management software out there, period. You can make sure that you're not missing anything, that everything important that is happening in your Google ads account, you're aware of, and you know how to make adjustments and improve things without relying on compromised advice from other sources that might have other purposes in telling you what to do. Optio has good advice, period. You're going to like it. Try it out at optio.com slash PSP. Okay. As I said, we have no time. Let's go guys. I have a question from Dane in Ohio. He says, Hey Chris, been listening for about a year now, but I've caught up on every episode. Holy cow. Wow. Thanks, Dane. That's awesome. That's why I you know, keep all the episodes around because I know people like to binge on all the old stuff. So welcome to 2024. You're here. <laughs> That's a lot of listening. Dane goes on to say, there isn't another podcast like this. I appreciate the consistent, helpful content. Well, thank you. Dane says, I'm sure you've covered this before, but I also know about the dynamic match type changes over time and based on bidding and all that kind of stuff. So he asks, can you share your viewpoint of the inclusion of same keyword within with, that has multiple match types within one ad group? For example, let's say window installation, but you use match, uh, phrase match and broad match and maybe exact match. Is running all three of those a good thing? Is there any value to it? Is there any reason to do that? Well, good question, Dane. By the way, if you'd like to send me a question, you can go to paidsearchpodcast.com or just email me, paidsearchpodcast at gmail.com. Send your question in and uh, I'll let you know when I'm answering it. So, Dane, there is absolutely a good reason to have all three keywords, but... I'm talking from a someone from a perspective of manual bidding. Personally, I do not think that there's a lot of reason to have all three keywords if you're doing max clicks, target CPA, you know, any of those anything automated. I don't think that you need all three. I think that it might be useful to have 
broad match and maybe phrase match in a automated campaign. If you're doing max clicks or something like that. And let me explain why I think three keywords might be useful in a manual, but maybe only two or one in an automated bidding. Okay, so the reason I think three is useful for manual bidding is because I can put a, let's say, $1 bid on broad match window installation. Okay, I want to put a very low bid on that because that's a really scary keyword. I don't know what kind of volume I'm going to get. I don't think my quality is going to be great, but I put a $1 bid on that. Then I have window installation phrase match. Okay, that's a little bit better. And maybe I put a $5 bid on phrase match window installation. I'm willing to up my bid there. So I have allowed a higher bid on that keyword for Google to get me more traffic. I'm willing to risk more on that. Then the third one, exact match window installation. That one is, I, I know based on Google's definition of what a keyword is, what the match type exact match means. I know that Google's gonna be very comfortable or I, I'm going to be very comfortable with with what Google's going to get me for that exact match keyword. So for that reason, I'm willing to put maybe a $15 bid on something like that. So you notice that I go from a five times difference to a three times difference. And this is based on risk and reward here. It's, it's based on the fact that I know what I'm going to get on these keywords, the kind of results, the kind of traffic I'm going to get. And that is something I can do in manual. Why wouldn't I do all three in automated? Well, the fact is, is with automated, I cannot prioritize risk at an individual keyword level in an automated campaign. You can't do it. There's no way to have everything in one ad group and have broad match, phrase match, and exact match. Google's just going to get you... Probably just one keyword is going to dominate the spend for all three, like nine, like a 10 to one kind of difference here. It's going to be massive on the broad match. If I have broad match window installation and then a phrase and exact of that same thing, and I have max clicks, target CPA, any of those automated bids, my broad match is going to get the most because Google does not necessarily recognize that I want to put more towards something with a tighter reign of traffic that might be allowed. It doesn't exist. That does not exist. So I think it makes sense. I think there's a reason to do it. But if you're running automated, I don't think you really need to. The, more, the, the focus that you should put on it instead is find other types of keywords, other themes. Don't repeat the same keyword. Google, Google knows what that keyword means. And you don't need to re-say it three times. You may not even need to re-say it a second time. If, if the phrase match works, you don't need a broad match. If the exact match works, you probably don't need a broad match. Try changing. Don't repeat the same thing. Try finding a different term, which brings in a different angle of traffic than you had before. So I hope that's helpful, Dane. Good question. And usually, listeners of the podcast know, I do... One question and then get into the topic of the week. But as I said at the top of the show, I am burning through the first 15 minutes of the show because 
I want to do two questions because Ty from an anonymous location does not want to be necessarily named about, you know, who, what, when, or where, but Ty has brought a question that I just could not ignore. It's, 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 you'll see that I am going to break it down into three different things about what Ty talks about. And so if you're in the agency world, if you're thinking about getting into the PPC world, listen up. You're about to learn a bit from Ty about what it's like in the agency world, what it's like to to be in these kind of trenches. And I just want to bring this forward because I think it's a there's multiple things we can talk about here. So let's get into it. Ty says, Hi, Chris. I'm a big fan of your podcast and watch every episode on my Monday morning drive to work. Well, that's awesome. Thank you. He goes in and gives some explanation about what's happening. So let's go through it. I have been working at an agency for six months. I've been in the industry for a year. Keep notes on this. He's been in the industry for a year, but only gained most of my experience at the agency. So it's the six months is where most of the experience has been coming from. So very new, very new, less than a year of real deep experience. Myself and another coworker manage 80 to 100 accounts with budgets between 1,000 to 25,000 a month. I think that is insane for someone newish like me. I'm a fan of manual CPC, but no one at the agency is. Everyone prefers max conversions and performance max. Because I share these accounts with another coworker, I don't have 100% control. There... There is so much that ha- that happens. Let's break that down. So first I talked about, you know, very, very new. So the fact that Ty is working in a very, very new industry for him and 80 to 100 accounts between two people. I don't know the experience of the coworker, but I would imagine maybe longer. They probably put a newer person with a more... Uh, experienced person, but regardless, 80 to a hundred. So anywhere between 40 each to a hundred each. is what we're talking about. That is insane. I think you're exactly right. I think that's insane for a new person to be able to do. Secondly, two cooks in the kitchen makes for a crappy meal. <laughs> How do you make decisions whenever I know whenever I'm having to share decisions with someone else, I tend to just kind of say, oh, well, looks like they made some changes. I'm not going to question it because then I'm going to have to have a conversation about, well, why'd you do that? Why'd you... I'm going to be questioning what they did. I'd rather not get into it. I got other stuff to do. I got 49 other <laughs> accounts to look at. I'm not going to question why they did it. This is crazy to me. Ty does not have an ability to make decisions and review consequences and 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 try things because changes to an account when you know from week to week could be there could be a lot of changes happening there could be a lot of changes or no changes and two people see an apple very differently some some person will look at the way that this specific thing changed and see one thing, and the other side will see another. I mean, no two people are going to see the same thing when they look at anything, much less something as analytical as a Google Ads account spending thousands of dollars a month. 
This is crazy to me. So if you're curious about what you might step into in an agency, certainly big agencies, this is you know what he's dealing with. And I can tell you from Ty's email that he sent this at a very late hour. Literally says in his email later that he got out of bed because it's probably bouncing around in his head thinking about this, you know, worrying about it. This is incredibly stressful. And the good news is this is always a phase. No one's going to stay working this kind of grunt level kind of stress stuff forever, you know, and I understand he's new and he's got to kind of work his way up, but this is what it's like. It's extremely stressful and we're going to get into the details of what this looks like, but that's really interesting. And then last, <laughs> Ty, thank you for fighting the good fight. <laughs> You're a fan of manual bidding, but no one at the agency is. I'm glad to have impacted you and educated you about the power of control and the value of control. We're actually going to get into that in a minute, but I'm so glad that you're upholding that because if there's anything that I've communicated is that in this podcast, I have made it very clear that manual bidding is absolutely a choice that is still valid today. It is not the only choice and it's certainly not the only one I use, but it is absolutely valuable. I won't get into it. I've, I've stood on that soapbox plenty of times. So let's go on with the email. Ty says, I have a $20,000 a month dollar HVAC client that was given to me and is struggling. When I received the account, it was getting a cost per conversion at $700 per month. Okay, $700 per month, so 20K. You do the math there, very low conversion rate, not very good. And he says, you can probably guess where the cost came from. It was broad match with max conversion, daily spend, $300 a campaign. So yeah, it it's uncontrollable. If you didn't understand what all that meant, basically he's got absolute chaos in front of him that's not performing at any kind of efficiency. And there's so much happening there's so much mess and so much confusion and so much unpredictability day to day and month to month. It's impossible to know where to even start with something like this. He goes on to say the client is upset and wants to cancel. Yeah. <laughs> okay. This is what Ty's having to deal with new at an agency, tons of accounts. He's got his biggest one, one of the biggest ones, HVAC clients spending 20K a month and they're ready to fire him. And he's going to, you know, he's going to get hit by his boss for that because he, you know, he lost a, a big spending client. So, I mean, this is rough. This is a lot of stress. So let's continue on from here. I've been managing this HVAC account for two to three weeks. And I was able to get the cost per conversion down to $160, That's which is great. That's good. The issue he has now is that competitor calls are rampant. And I'm not sure how to negate those. They are mainly coming from the Performance Max campaigns. I suggested turning off Performance Max, but my team disagrees. There's the team thing again. <laughs> Can't make decisions. Butting heads. Nobody agrees on this stuff. That's rough, you know, tough to, to be a leader with chaos all around you and you're having to discuss a solution. Ugh. <laughs> Sounds horrible. So what do you think I should do? 
in the situation, he asks. Well, Ty, hopefully, I don't know if this will help you get any better sleep, <laughs> but maybe it'll give you some perspective. So what you're dealing with is the result of the bed that's been made from Performance Max, Broad Match, Automated Bidding. Let me, let me lay it out this way. Performance Max and Automated Broad Match Bidding will lead you possibly down a road of very good, pay attention to my words here, metrics. The metrics of these campaigns look great. You probably, and you said it here, your cost per conversion went from $700 down to 160. Then you added the issue is, right? The issue is competitor calls are rampant and you don't know how to fix it. So what is this? This is a disconnect between metrics and performance. You now have a conflict between what you're delivering to them and what they receive. The numbers on your screen look like, you know, you're seeing conversion rates go up, 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 up. They, however, see things not only going wrong, but it going in the wrong direction. They're getting the, not, not, they're, they're getting calls, but these are the wrong calls. So that means they're getting less calls and more of the wrong calls. This is the uncontrollable nature of automated broad match performance max campaigns. Not to say that it doesn't work. There are times that it works, but in every episode that I do, I, well, for the past couple months, I have links in my description to start listening to my foundations of Google ads episode, which you, you can, you can learn about strategic relevance, phases of success, pay per value, all these things that make up the foundations of Google ads. And what works is you must follow these foundations to be able to enjoy the benefits of these automated campaigns not particularly performance max i'm this i'm excluding that from the conversation you you're you're a different beast we're not talking about performance max i'm talking about automated bidding these max conversion target cpa kind of campaigns are wonderful but only when you're ready for them they can be completely detrimental and impossible to manage if you have not created a foundation. So you say, well, Chris, okay, great. You've, you've outlined my problem. <laughs> Back to his question, how do you think I should, what do you think I should do in this situation? So here's what I think needs to happen. And this is, if I was given this client, this is what I would do. First, let's establish phases of success. That is my foundations of Google ads number two. If you want to go back and listen to the episode, phases of success foundation rule, which means first establish quality of traffic. First, you should be able to choose 
keywords, create ad, ad keywords to the account that will drive qualified clicks. This may not result immediately in conversions, but at least you're driving qualified traffic. Then you try and manipulate, change, adjust, optimize the campaign to drive conversions from that qualified traffic. This is phase one and two. This automated bidding stuff that's happening here where you're getting a lot better conversion rate, but wow, it turns out these competitor calls are horrible. People calling and saying, hey, is this George's HVAC? No, this is Tommy's. Oh, never mind. They hang up. That counted as a conversion. The client's angry, but your metrics look good. This happened because there's no quality of traffic from the beginning. There's no foundation that was established. So once you can establish this foundation, once you can create it, then the conversions will come. If, if you have people coming in through the front door that are looking to buy XYZ widget and you sell XYZ widget, you're going to get some successes. Then your job in phase three, phase four is to start amplifying that, to start pushing on the signals and things that contribute to more and more of those until you know you have a very well, highly qualified source of traffic, a very, a very, a very good, successful campaign. This is what it looks like. So Ty, I hope this has been helpful. This has been a long answer, but it was just so interesting to get this kind of question. And I, I'd, I'd love for other people that are in the agency space, you know, email me, tell me, tell me, let's talk more about what is it like in the agency space? Because I haven't been a part of it in a long time. And I did work in an agency, but it was a smaller agency. And I didn't, I didn't have 50 to 100, 80 to 100 accounts to split between me and my partner, Par partner. <laughs> That's like, I mean, I can't imagine what if you don't like the guy that you're working with and he has completely different strategies than you. And the whole time you're just like, no, I'm not going to do that. And you're undoing what the other person's doing. I mean, that's, that sounds, that sounds awful. That sounds awful. I'm just, yeah. Reach out to me, send me an email. Let, let's, maybe we'll talk more about this, but I hope that I've at least given Ty some direction on possibly salvaging crazy campaigns like this and how to establish order in chaos. We're going to move into the topical discussion of the week, and that is comparing manual bidding to maximize clicks bidding. That's right. I talked about championing, championing, championing manual bidding, and I'm going to talk about it in this episode. I'm going to go into a very specific analysis between manual and max clicks. And this all stems from a friend of mine named Mark in Indiana, who is a regular consulting client of mine. He, he, he follows up and we, we chat about once a month or something like that about his campaigns and something that I offer. And Mark is a regular buyer of that consulting product that I do. And he had an amazing question 
And I'm going to lay that out in just a moment. But before I do that, I want to remind you about optio.com slash PSP. You can get a two-month free trial of the software that has amazing tools like AI ad writing. It has bid strategy analysis. It has negative keyword alerts. It, it will help you keep your accounts running in a much more seamless, without fire hat emergencies. Everybody's has, you know, the, where you're like, oh my gosh, I didn't check this for three days and the ad stopped. If you don't want to have emergencies like that, where you're in a crisis mode, or you just want to just see more success because you don't know what questions to ask, you don't know what to look at, this tool is for you. Optio.com slash PSP. The link is in the description of wherever you are listening or watching this show. All right, so... Let's do a three-part question that Mark, during the consulting session today, actually, laid out that I thought was such an interesting set of questions. It sparked an entire episode for me to discuss. So his first question, because he's, he's exploring manual bidding and, and starting to learn more about it and how to handle it. Because he wants more control of his campaigns. He wants more control of his traffic. So he asks, what is the difference between manual bidding and adjusting the max cost per click bid limit in a max clicks campaign? So what he wants to know is, why would I want manual bidding whenever I have a maximized clicks bid limit that I can just adjust up and down? It's a, that's a valid question. That's a great way to think about it because you may think that that is basically the same, right? I, I can set a $4 CPC bid limit on max clicks and I can set a $4 bid limit on manual bids. Isn't that the same thing? Well, the answer is no. It's very different. So let's talk about why it's different. So it's different because the default performance of max clicks is to get more traffic. And how do you get more traffic? You bid as low as possible. You try and spend just enough that your ads are on first page, you know, top of top of Google. Right? They're very visible and they're going to get clicks. That's the first thing. So that means that the bids need to be high enough that you're going to show up and high enough to get, to, get, to get traffic. So the default is to coast along. I, if you've listened to the podcast for a long time, you might know I am a frequent bragger that I do CrossFit, right? You could hear the, oh gosh, you could hear, I, I know, okay, I know. I'm not going to talk about it much. But at CrossFit, you'll get yelled at and accused of sandbagging, right? Basically, not pulling your weight. You're, 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 you're not pushing as hard as you should be pushing. You could basically think of Max Clicks as a sandbagger. Max Clicks is not ever going to give 
a real hard push to any of the keywords. It's never going to really push the keywords up to first position all the time because that would not maximize the clicks. In order to maximize the clicks, it needs to be in position two or three, maybe four, something like that. Enough to spend the budget and get the most number of clicks per day. So it's going to sandbag the bidding, which could be great, but maybe that's not what you want. So on the other hand, manual bidding allows for a up and down threshold that you get to choose. I could choose that ad group A is sandbagging. I'm going to put moderate bids on there. I'm going to put a, let's say, $3 bid on ad group A. However, ad group B is particularly important. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to give it a $9 bid. It is three times higher on the bid capacity than ad group A. So now I'm able to tell Google, give more emphasis to the second ad group. This is not something that you can do with max clicks. You say, well, wait a second. What if I just did a campaign that has a $3 max clicks bid limit and a $9 max clicks bid, bid limit. Well, yes, you can do that, but still Google will not necessarily spend $9 per click. It will only, even if you gave it a $4 and a $9 in different campaigns, it will still only bid at the max needed to get traffic. It doesn't necessarily mean it will bid more if the minimum CPC is like $2 or something like that. You'll never be able to push keywords, an ad group, or a campaign overall and, and show in first position. I mean, how many out there, I mean, raise your hands, have had a situation where a client's like, I want to show up in first position. I need to be in first position. And you say, well, how about, no, shut up. I want to be in first position. That's what they want. I just had a call from a client who was like, get me to first position. I'm like, yes, sir, I'll get you there. I mean, that is, that is not something I could tell him that I could do with other bid strategies, really any other bid strategy other than manual. You could say target impression share and blah, blah, blah. Let's, let's forget all that. That That's not as... Not that's that's not the topic of today, but manual bidding will get me there. So that's the that's the difference between those two is that you have the ability to do it. You have the ability to emphasize not only for Google to push specific ad groups, but also that you can choose all the way down to specific keywords. You can say, I want this one at a sandbag slow kind of pace, but I want this one full out going crazy, trying to hit first position all the time. And you can choose that at an individual keyword level and ad group level, you know, whatever works for you. This is the difference between manual bidding and adjusting the maximum cost per click bid limit. So then we had another question that we addressed. The next question was, does manual bidding prioritize your campaign goals like the way maximize conversions does? The short answer to this is no. 
and you might think this is a bad thing. You might think, well, I AI, algorithms, all that stuff, it's important that I use those. I mean, my competitors are going to beat me if I don't use those. I'm going to lose if I'm not using these smart tools and stuff like that. And I agree that it's absolutely, it can be an advantage. But for many accounts, the phase that you should be running in at the time, you should not be utilizing power tools like automated goal prior, prior, prioritization of your conversions and your clicks and stuff like that. You're not ready for that because the positive conversion signals are not there. So what do you do? What do you do? How do you, how can you possibly say that manual is better? Well, as I said in my previous discussion with Ty, sometimes it matters based on quality of traffic. Sometimes you need to prioritize quality of traffic. Conversions will come and then we can talk about using smart bidding to try and accomplish more. But manual bidding does not prioritize in the same way that max conversions does. And let me define what I mean by prioritize. Prioritize means with max conversions, it will adjust your bid for a click that it thinks will lead to a phone call. So John Doe does a search. And according to Google's algorithm, it will look at all the signals of what's happening in that moment, what, is, what John Doe's previous searches were, were and what audiences and all that kind of stuff that, that he's in and determine this person based on how they're searching, what they're searching for, who they are, all that kind of stuff, they're likely to convert. So it may bid three, four, five times higher. So the average cost per click in a max conversion might be $30, but you might see clicks that are 150, maybe $200 for one click. You say, how can that possibly happen? That's because it prioritizes things based on the likelihood of a conversion happening. That's because it's using an algorithm to determine that likelihood. You say, well, I want that. Well, yeah, you do only after you've proved that you can baseline quality of traffic first. And that's why manual is a good place to start, in my opinion. All right, number three, the third question Mark asked that I thought was an excellent end to the whole discussion here. What is the end goal of manual bidding in Google Ads? Is it continual adjustment for eternity? <laughs> you adjust the bids up and down always or to switch to another strategy after gathering enough data? And the answer to that is eventually switch to another strategy. Very often, I don't find that manual bids is my end goal that I wish to accomplish what I'm looking for. Again, I talk about my phases of success discussion, topical, uh, my, my foundations of Google ads, my second one, phases of success, in that I talk about the four phases, get qualified traffic, convert qualified traffic, achieve and maintain KPIs. And then phase four is growth. 
So phase three, achieve and maintain KPIs, and phase four of growth, those very often can include changing to automated bid strategy from manual. So the end goal of manual is not an infinite continual adjustment of your bids, two pennies up, four pennies down, six pennies up. <laughs> no, no, that's ridiculous. That's not doing anyone any good. That's ridiculous. And you're trying to mimic an algorithm that you as a human can never mimic. That's silly. There's no reason to do that. What you do instead is you do the best that you can with manual bidding. And then eventually after some experiments and testing, you determine that, you know what? Target CPA or maximize ROAS or target ROAS, one of those automated conversion-based bidding strategies has provided me better return than I was able to get with manual. Despite all of my adjustments and management and all that kind of stuff, it was able to get me more. So thus comes the end to manual bidding. And again, everybody wants to, you know, kind of ask, well, Chris, how often do you do that every time? No, I have plenty of accounts that never transition to automated bidding. They are always on manual bids. So it's always difficult to know. I, I can't answer that question for everyone. It's really a decision that you have to make in your account based on a wide variety of factors. So as you know, if you'd like to, you can reach out to me. I'm at chrisschafer.com. You can find me there. Uh, I, do, I do offer Google Ads management and Google Ads consulting, much like what Mark in Indiana did today. Each session is one hour. It's done over Zoom, and I can guarantee you, as I've said before, and people have taken me up on this, on this guarantee, I'll blow your mind. There's a reason there's a three to four week waiting period. That's because I book up always. I, I'm always booked for almost a month solid. So if not, thank you so much for being part of the show. My name is Chris Schaefer, and I'll see you 